Welcome to the Wildcat Country live stream. It is uh, Selection Sunday, Eric Cohen and Shane Dale, and we are reacting to Arizona's big bracket reveal number one seed in the South region. First of all, I want to thank our sponsors, Backcourt Marketing and Ice Shaker. As always, If you, for those of you who listen to the podcast, we always appreciate this, their support, and we'll tell you more about them uh, later in the, uh, in the program. But uh, Shane, I'll tell you what, this was uh, an exciting Sunday, uh, you know, for the first time in what, eight years, Arizona gets a number one seed. Uh, they're in the South. They're, they didn't get the number one overall seed despite winning the Pac-12 tournament, which we will talk more on our regular show this week. But overall, just a, a pretty exciting day. Arizona, the number one seed in the South region. And honestly, just looking at it, we're going to talk about the matchups and such. I think Arizona's bracket really isn't that bad. I, I know some people are going to say rematches against potentially Illinois and Tennessee are tricky. But as compared to, like, you look at Baylor's region, and you're like, that is a disaster. I even think Gonzaga's region's a little bit harder than Arizona's. Uh, Kansas one seemingly easy. We'll we'll go over that. But uh, to me, Arizona seemingly got a pretty good draw, Shane. I think uh, I feel pretty good about Arizona making uh, the Final Four in uh, New Orleans. Well, if you go by by net ranking, Arizona did not get a good draw. But maybe that could be a little bit overblown. But you know, you consider four of the top eight teams in net are in the South. And Arizona's the top one there. Houston's three. Uh, I think uh, is it Tennessee seven, Villanova eight, or the other way around. That doesn't even include four seed Illinois. So, no, it's not an awful draw. And I mean, look, you got to beat good teams at some point to get to the tournament or to get to the final four and win the whole thing. So I'm not uh, a little sleep over it. Uh, I'll tell you that the team that concerns me the most is Villanova. Uh, they're, first of all, they play a completely different style from Arizona. They, um, Arizona is number eight in tempo in Ken Palm. Like they push yep. the ball. Villanova, yep. 345. Opposite styles of play. Uh, so it, it's going to be a clash there. My concern there is just the experience Villanova has as well. Uh, their first and, and third leading scorers, uh, Colin Gillespie, <clears throat> excuse me, and Jermaine Samuels, they're both seniors. They both won a national championship at Villanova. So they're seasoned guys as opposed to Arizona's guys, which are not. Uh, there's only again, there's only 358 Division One teams and 300 and Villanova 345 in tempo. So that concerns me if it gets that far. Uh, before then, you know, I think Tennessee got a raw deal as a three. I think well, they should have been two. Let's start. Let's start in the top half. And, sure, and I wanna, sure. Because you you said Shane, you're talking about Villanova style of play. Look at the the team that's concerning, but uh, in terms of style of play, is TCU. They like Villanova, know how to slow it down. Yeah. With that said. I have I had these like rules when when it comes to picking brackets that certain coaches I avoid at all costs when it comes to March. And one of them is Jamie Dixon. When he was at Pitt, it was like guaranteed they were going to choke at some point. I know they made the final four, I think, once, but they they found a way to lose a bunch of games that they shouldn't. That's a team that would it's a little scary that can slow Arizona down a little bit. Um, I, I mean, I assume I'm going to pick them over Seton Hall in all likelihood. You know, you look at Houston, that's another team that likes to slow it down. Illinois can play both slow and fast. So it looks like in Arizona's region, they did get a, a few teams that know how to slow it down, which is the formula to beating the Wildcats. With that said, I mean, at the top half of the region, Houston's without their best player. Uh, Sasser, I think is his name. He's been out since uh, midway through the season. They're not nearly as good as they were last year when they made the Final Four. Uh, Illinois, Arizona already beat uh, knows them pretty well. And I think Arizona has actually gotten better as the season has gone along since that game. And I don't, I, I don't believe Illinois has though, Shane. Yeah, I agree with you. I, the Illinois matchup, 
doesn't concern me as much as as the the potentially the the um, the Villanova Tennessee winner. Uh, I think Tennessee has gotten better as well. I don't think yep. Illinois has. Tennessee looked. I saw most of that game against Kentucky. I haven't watched a lot of Tennessee this season, but I watched the game against Kentucky. Uh, they looked great on both sides of the ball. They're playing better than they did earlier in the season when in a game that I think Arizona would have won had a couple things gone differently. That doesn't mean Arizona can't beat them, but the winner of that game, and I know we're getting ahead of ourselves, you know, that eight, nine matchup always concerns me. We ought to talk to our guy, Corey Leff, AKA John Wall Street, who everyone should be following on Twitter, does a lot of breaking Arizona news. Um, uh, follow him at, at Howie Longshort. It's John Wall Street at Howie Longshort. Confusing. Anyway, but uh, he's he's lives out in Jersey. He's gone to some Seton Hall games. He knows them well. So if it comes to Arizona and Seton Hall, uh, we should uh, chat with him about uh, about that kind of matchup. But yeah, TCU. Th- there are some teams in this bracket that have. I mean, all we, all of them are going to have more experience, or most of them anyway, in terms of NCAA tournament experience. But there are teams that could slip Arizona up. Uh, and I keep going back, to, Eric, to um, one thing that Casey Jacobson mentioned is you know, one of the each of the last ten NCAA champions has been top twenty in defense in Ken Palm. Arizona sits right at number twenty right now, uh, and then there's there's one team in Houston that has a better uh, uh, net uh, or defense ranking in Ken Palm, but uh, Arizona's right on that cusp. So again, that eight nine matchup is going to be tricky. And I'm wondering, and we'll, we'll get to more to, into this during our regular show this week, but I wonder if this is the team that's going to not blow out a lot of teams. They're just going to find ways to win. Kind of like that 97 team that where they, they played three, one seeds, they played three double digit seeds. They beat them all by single digits. And I think that when you look at a potential matchup with TCU and a potential matchup against Villanova, those are probably going to be lower scoring games that Arizona will have to grind out. And they're capable of doing that but I don't think you're going to see a lot of blowouts in Arizona's region aside from maybe the one sixteen matchup. Yeah, I, I would say that. I mean, it's a, it, it's a fairly, I mean, it's, it's a solid bracket, but like, as I said, I, I'm, I'm not, and maybe I'm naive here. It's not a murderer's I, row by any it's means. It's not. No, I look at like Baylor's bracket. I'm like, that is a disaster. Who does Baylor like have? Picking I'm, a win- I'm, we're, we're, Bay- record, we're recording this. If you're listening on the podcast, we're recording right after the brackets were revealed. Right. So Bay- go ahead. Baylor's got Kentucky, oh, yeah. Purdue, and UCLA in the same bracket. Not oh, that I'll yeah. ever pick Purdue, but I mean, that's brutal. You look at Arizona, you've got Houston, who's without their best player. Illinois, who Arizona's already beaten. Tennessee is pretty good, but they have a really tough Sweet 16 game against Villanova. I mean, that's going to be a grind. I mean, assuming both teams make it, that is going to be yeah. a grind-out game. At this point, Shane, I, I think it's fair to say, and, and call me crazy, and I hope I don't, I hope I don't regret these words, that uh, Arizona is uh, anything short of a Final Four appearance would be di- would be a disappointment at this point. Well, I would agree with you. I, I think it's it's in a way it's unfair because I think going into the season we were thinking Arizona would we're gonna, was going to have to sweat out Selection Sunday. We're thinking maybe they're going to be on one side or the other at the bubble, but expectations change. I'm sure their expectations have changed or maybe they've been this high all along. And yeah, I think that, and it's not really fair to, to hold this team to what's happened in the past. We've had so many elite eight disappointments. None of those guys were on those teams, but as fans, that's what we're thinking. Or at least that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Is that I, I, I don't want another elite eight. I, I love, look, I love beating UCLA. That was a fantastic win uh, and a great comeback. Yeah. Arizona really didn't have a big run in the Pac-12 tournament until that second half against UCLA, the one of those patented runs, they were fantastic. Did it without Kirk Carissa, did it by passing the ball well, even without him. Uh, and that's great, but they've had four Pac-12 tournament championships in the last eight years. And that includes one year where it didn't happen. So really four and seven. 
So it's time to get over that hump. I, I think they have all the tools to do it. Obviously, we aren't, we're not talking about Kirk Risa and if he's going to be available. Uh, it sounds like as promising a scenario as possible. Uh, but I, I do I do think there's going to be a lot of, I put on Twitter, a lot of butt clenching. You know, it, it's natural for Arizona It always fans. is, Shane. It always, it always is. is. It yeah. always is. I think there's going to be a lot of close games. I don't think it's necessarily Arizona playing to level its competition. I just think it's how they are. And uh, we'll take it game by game. They better take it game by game. Um, I just have a feeling, this particular team, I just have a feeling it's going to be in a grind-out game against whoever comes out the the uh, the 8-9 game as a winner between Seton Hall and TCU. Yeah, yeah but Shane, you look at every every national champion every year has at least one game where it's where it's a grind out game where mm. you know we're like oh wow you know last year Gonzaga waited until the final four against UCLA where we thought they'd put them away early and they, they probably should have lost you know Arizona's gonna have at least one of those games beforehand I, I'm not I'm not this team just doesn't scare me I, they, they know they've been they're battle tested during the season 14 to 1 ASU start against them you know, UCLA was was ahead last night. Those are good things. They don't panic. They, they don't, don't panic. panic. This is a team that even if they're not shooting well from the outside, they can defend. I mean, and they can go inside and, and get Coloco and Balo and Tubelis going. I, I'll tell you, Ben Matherin does not need to carry this team like Derek Williams carried this team in 2011. Oh, right. right. Yeah, I mean, this is – if he's great, Arizona's going to win and Arizona's going to go really far. At this point – I mean, just looking at the bracket, and I haven't broken it down, to be honest with you, and I'll probably do that tonight or tomorrow. Arizona looks – I'm going to have them in the championship game. I, I just I, – I, Kansas doesn't really scare me on the other side. I think Kansas got the easiest region to me. Um, I think their region is a joke. Mm. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I, I kind of wish that Arizona was as fortunate. They got Auburn, who I don't think is that great. Wisconsin, who we all know about. And I think Providence has bust potential. So yeah. Kansas, I think, got even though I don't trust Bill Self, he's not a guy that uh, or, you know. That's that's the team that I think Arizona can beat. I think right now Arizona in the championship game against Gonzaga looks like a pretty good prediction. I feel like. Well, you know, I was listening to uh, Sean Miller's interview on on Aaron Torres's podcast, which was a great listen, by the way. And one of the things he mentioned, as far as an ingredients to a championship team, is making two point baskets, which sounds. I mean, number one sounds obvious, but number two, it's like, okay, well, three-pointers are worth more than twos. But that's kind of Arizona's style is forcing guys to, to hit threes on them in order to win, and sometimes even that's not enough. And Arizona is great at making two-point baskets. They don't have, yeah. they don't rely, they can hit the threes. We saw that, you know, Ben Matherm nailed back-to-back uh, -back, uh, threes in multiple games in this tournament. They don't rely on them. And th they have so many guys, they have four or five guys who can score 20 on a given night. They had a different star in every game of the Pac-12 tournament. It was Christian Coloco in the first game, Azulis Tubelis in the second game, and Ben Matherin in the championship game. So it's really a pick-your-poison with them. So, And even without Kirk Creasa, they have those seven guys. And Adama Ball looks like he could be a capable eighth if needed. So I, I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves. Like I said, we're, we're still digesting this bracket. We're recording yeah. this right yeah. after uh, the selection show. Um, but just uh, – off the bat, you know, in, in terms of just looking at the most dangerous teams or the teams that have gotten the most headlines this season, Arizona doesn't have a terribly daunting bracket. But the if, you know if they get to the Elite Eight again, if it's against Villanova or Tennessee, which it likely would be, both of those teams concern me for different reasons. Again, I, I think sure. Tennessee's playing better than they were uh, earlier in the season. I think they should have been a two seed. I think they had a better better case for a two than Villanova did, honestly. Yeah, but and, and Villanova's yeah. tempo and yeah, experience but, concerns uh, me. Okay, and, th and those are all those are all very valid. Um, as far as the Tennessee Villanova thing, 
like you can easily make the argument that Tennessee should have been the two Villanova the three, but I, I don't disagree with both of them being in the two three mix. How about that? I mean, I think Villanova. Well, yeah. I, yeah, I saw them earlier in the year. They played UCLA in a very high scoring game. Uh, I think it was in November, and I was like, this is a Final Four level good team. They haven't been great all season. I mean, they do have veteran leadership. Jay Wright was one of those coaches that I like to fade years ago, and that bit me in the rear end twice when they won national championships. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna dog Jay Wright. He's a phenomenal Hall of Fame coach, no doubt about that. I mean, Arizona got you know they're gonna have a daunting matchup in the Elite Eight. Let's just get there. Let's as we know, oh, yeah. I, I, yeah. I'm just not I'm not that concerned getting until we get to the Elite Eight. I hope I'm, I'm I don't eat my words. You know, uh, with that, you, but- you know, Eric, you know, they're going to fall behind by double digits to one of these teams before they get to the elite eight. You know, they're going to be behind, you know, we're going to all going to panic. They're going to be behind 10 or 12 points to Seton Hall or TCU or, uh, you know, I, I probably not the 16 seed, but uh, they're, they're going to do that. Um, but again, like you said, this team doesn't, they don't panic. They've been there, done that. And I think that's a good thing to know that they can get out of those holes. It's also good for them to know they haven't always gotten out of them. Uh, so they're not going to, I don't think they're going to take anyone lightly, but that experience, you know, that fourth piece of criteria that Casey Jacobson mentioned is something that Arizona, you know, they don't have any, a lot of true freshmen, any true right. freshmen who, who, uh, get significant playing time, but they don't have that tournament experience. And that, that's why down the road that that could concern me, but that, I mean, at, at some point, Eric, they're going to run into a team that's got a lot of tournament experience. They're going to have to overcome that anyway. Let me just make a real quick prediction. Looking at the East bracket or the, um, so the East bracket, yeah. I'm going to predict right now that Kentucky and UCLA are going to be in the Elite Eight. That's going to be the matchup. Okay, I'm, I'm I'm fully good with that. Yeah, I, I don't think Baylor's that great. I mean, I think that that would be a, a dynamic Elite Eight matchup, so I'm, mm-hmm. I'm plenty good with that. Um, so let's go through that, Shane. Just sure. Kinda, and I know these aren't your official predictions. We'll yeah, go yeah. over that this week on, on our podcast, on our real podcast. But just if you were to take a take a guess and name the mm-hmm. Elite Eight and Final Four from each region, let's let's go for it. I, in the West, I'm going to go with, with with chalk between Gonzaga and Duke because Duke not only did they get a two, but they got a pretty decent side of their bracket. I mean, Texas Tech is good, but I don't, you know, as a three, I think they're probably the weakest three seed there. Uh, I like them. I actually like. Do them you a like lot. Texas Tech? I do. Okay. Okay. I do. I think that that's the team that I have getting to the uh, Elite Eight there facing Gonzaga. Okay. I think Gonzaga got a got some tricky matchups though, Shane. I, I I'll tell you what, they did not. It was not. They did not get a, a, an amazing draw. Well, you That's know what's sure. what's interesting is Gonzaga and Boise State. There could be an interesting fan dynamic in Portland because there could be a lot of Boise State fans there. So it could sort of be a neutral site. I, I think believe, they beat Boise State, but still. I believe that Leon Rice was a former uh, Gonzaga assistant. Yes, Boise yeah. State Seth, Davis, Seth Davis mentioned that in uh, in the selection show. So yeah, I think chalk there mostly just because you know on the Duke side, I don't think they have a lot of scary matchups uh, in the East. Uh, yeah, UCLA, Kentucky. Uh, you know, I, I know I'm biased, seen a lot more UCLA. I still think UCLA is as much a championship contender as Arizona is. I agree. Yeah. I think that they're, they're scary. I think that they're a little bit and they're and they're playing very well. I mean, Arizona just smacked them in the mouth in the second half. Really. It was four or five minute stretch where Arizona just overwhelmed the Bruins and they couldn't make it up. I think if you're scoring that game, like a boxing match, UCLA was probably better for most of the game, but Arizona was just so good during that stretch. And that's what they do. So I think UCLA, I would, as of now, take UCLA to get to the Final Four over Kentucky. Um, I reserve the right to change my mind, but that's where I'm at right now. Okay, the one thing about Kentucky that's scary, as much as it's cool to see San Francisco and a local Arizona guy, Todd Golden, uh, leading them getting into the tournament, I think Murray State 
That seven seed is really scary. Mm-hmm. Only lost twice this year. Yep. That's a team. If they shoot well, uh, watch out. And they're so one of those teams I'm, that's just impossible to know how good they are because they haven't played anyone. I think, yeah, exactly. I think that bottom half of that region, Shane, I think Texas is ripe for an upset. I think Purdue eventually is ripe for an upset. Agree. I think Murray State is good and, and Kentucky. So uh, I'm going to I'm gonna go with UCLA and Kentucky, and I agree with you on UCLA. I really like them. Uh, I could see UCLA and Arizona in the championship game again. I, it would, love wouldn't to see shock it. me at all. would love so, to see it. We both have Gonzaga, tentatively Gonzaga and UCLA on that side. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about the Midwest region. Kansas, uh, I feel like, got a great draw. I don't think Auburn yeah. is that great. Uh, I don't think LSU is a six seed is a disaster. Who knows what to think of Wisconsin as a three? And I, I just, I'm not sure I'm buying into Providence or Iowa in the top half. I think Kansas cruises, and I'll say uh, Kansas, Wisconsin, but I, I think Kansas, fairly easy pick there. Let me ask you this if it's Auburn and USC in the second round, who do you like? Uh, I'd probably take Auburn. I, I don't yeah. think USC is that great either, to be honest with you. I just don't think there's a lot of teams in that region. I'm like, mm. I mean, if Iowa shoots poorly, they could lose in the first round. I, I'm just, I'm, I'm not sold on them. That's just, I think Kansas by far got the easiest region. I, I wish Arizona got that one. I actually, two. I don't know by far, but I would, I would agree with you. I think Kansas got, got the, the, the most favorable region. Um, I, and I, I'm going to stay away for now from calling the, the predicting the South region. I want to look a little bit more. That's obviously the team that we cover here. And I'm, I'm very, you know, biased and, and, yeah. and, and superstitious about all not superstitious, but you know, it, I, I'm hesitant to just pick them right off the bat. So I'm going to, I'm going to marinate on that one a little bit more. We'll talk about that during our regular uh, podcast, but I, I'll tell you, Villanova, Tennessee would be one heck of a matchup if it comes to that uh, on that side of the bracket. I'm not sure who I would pick in that game. I, I put it this way. As of right now, and I could change mm-hmm. my mind in a day or two, yep. I think I would like Arizona's chances to get to the Final Four better if they played Tennessee than against Villanova. Put it that way. But we'll I see if agree. it comes to that. I, okay, fair. I'll give you that. Um, I, I would say Arizona-Tennessee in that region would be my pick. I think Tennessee would beat Villanova. I, just the Villanova, to me, has not been as solid as I thought they would be at the start of the year. They just They're good. They're very good. I just don't think they're as good. Like, I thought they were number one seed good, and I, I think they were lucky to get it too. So right now, if I were to pick a Final Four, I know it's chalky, and I will probably change my mind between now and when we record the podcast, likely Monday night or Tuesday. Uh, I would say Gonzaga, UCLA, Arizona, and Kansas with a championship game of probably Gonzaga and Arizona and give the Mark Few-Tommy Lloyd matchup. I know it's chalk, uh, but as I always say when it comes to pick brackets, upsets early, favorites late. That's yep. what that's how I like to pick a bracket, and we'll see what you guys like to do. Uh, Shane, any final thoughts? Uh, I know we're going to dive in depth more on our show this week. Well, I think it's important to remember that you get to the Final Four, and I'm not saying getting to the Final Four is easy. Arizona hasn't been there for 21 years, for goodness sake. But there are a lot of they call Cinderella teams that have gotten to the Final Four, and that's it. You know, whether it's George Mason or or VCU or South Carolina a few years ago or UCLA last year, it's one thing to get there. It's another thing to win two more games when you get there. You know, you're only two-thirds of the way to a championship if you get to the Final Four. So all that to say that there's probably going to be one surprise team out of this group that gets to the Final Four. Like, we're not even – it's not even on our radar right now. Uh, I just hope it doesn't come out of the South region. Uh, Hopefully South goes uh, – is chalky. Very chalky, but um, I think that I will predict, I will make a bold prediction. There's going to be at least one team lower than a four seed that gets to the final four. I probably, mm-hmm. I might not pick that team. I'll probably, I might go one more chalk like you, but I think that 
there's there's always not always, but a lot of times there's one team that we're not even thinking about right now that's going to get to the final four. Uh, probably not win the whole thing, but that's just something to keep in mind. You know, it's one thing to get there; it's another thing to win two more games when you get there. Yeah, we will see how it plays out. I just read on Twitter that Seth Davis, the notorious Arizona hater, is picking them to to beat Wisconsin in the final four and win the national championship. So no do boy. with that as you will. Hopefully uh, Charles thank- Barkley won't pick him like he always does. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. I uh, want to thank our sponsors real fast. Uh, Backcourt Marketing. Check them out. Backcourtmarketing.com. They can help with your small businesses, social media needs, and our friends at Ice Shaker who give us these very cool, even though mine is blurry on my on my ran- on my my screen here. I got you. Shane's good. I got you. Shane's good. These very cool um, Ice Shakers. Go check them out at, uh, at IceShaker.com. You can buy the Wildcat Country one and use promo code Wildcat Country, capital C, capital, capital W, capital C, when you put that in there. So uh, we will have a lot more coming up on this week's show. We're going to find out, Shane, last question. Will the women, uh, when the, when the uh, tournament is announced in an hour, since we're recording this about 4 o'clock on Sunday, will Arizona get a, a home draw or will they have to go on the road? Well, if you're listening on the podcast, I probably already proven wrong, but I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that they, they will get a home draw. They were 11, ranked 11 out of 16 in the last projections before the conference tournaments. I don't think they fell out of the top 16 since then. I, I, if Kate Reese is healthy, I'm, I'm more optimistic. So uh, let us hope that Arizona gets that home draw. The, the women's basketball team deserves the fans to be able to watch them at McHale for, for two rounds. Yes, and if they so, do. could get them, they could propel them to a sweet 16. So it'll be interesting. We will break down both the men's and women's draws on this week's episode of Wildcat Country. Thank you all for watching. For Shane Dale, I'm Eric Cohen. Today is a great day, as always, to say, bear down. <laughs>